Hey, it's Addie and Ella, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast. Together we pray that in this episode, the message of the gospel would be clear, that it's not us, but him. It's not me, but you. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Not Me But You podcast. Today is a special podcast because we are sitting down with Kiki Connell, who is a close friend of ours, both Ella and I, and um, hangs out with my family a lot, and we love having her around. And also, she is a athlete at Iowa State University, and she runs for them. And above all else, she is just a firm believer and just a really big inspiration to both Ella and I. And so we thought it would just be awesome to have her on the podcast today, just um, for you guys because I think it would be really good to hear just about someone who is doing kingdom work and doing that while running competitively and um, just having the conversation of how can we glorify God through sports. Mm-hmm. So welcome Kiki. We're glad that you're here. Yeah, Thank we're you. so excited you are joining us today. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself um, just so the listeners can get to know you a little bit? Yeah, um, I'm from a small town in Iowa, um, in northeastern Iowa and I kind of grew up surrounded by sports as you guys have kind of said it's a big part of my life I'm the youngest of four so I've kind of had a lot of influence from my siblings and watched them as we've um, all grown up and just kind of followed it in their footsteps in different ways um I kind of was involved in everything in high school and in middle school and you know still now um I was in wrestling, track, softball, um, cross country, uh, swimming for a time being. I love painting. I was in student council. I played the violin in the orchestra. Um, this and girl did it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of just everything, everything kind of grasped my attention and just I, I threw my heart in anything that I was doing. Um, and obviously, like you said, now I'm running for Iowa State and I am studying kinesiology and health and I'm pre-physical therapy. So one day I would love to be a physical therapist. <laughs> nice. Dang. So of all these like different sports you were doing growing up, why did you end up with running? Like, why was that your thing you went to college to do? Yeah, you know? um, I think that that had a big influence from my older brother. Um, he ran for Nyack, which is a smaller community college near us, but he threw his heart into running as well. So I kind of just watched everything that he was doing and saw him running miles during the summer and putting in the work. And it was just something that is really enjoyable. Obviously, um, every sport has a different practice facility or their practice looks a little bit different. But with running, a lot of the time it's you and the sound of your feet hitting the road and that's kind of it and I just really was drawn to that um almost therapeutic practice environment um it's just a great way to be able to talk with your friends and make connections and the environment in competition even is a little bit different of an atmosphere you guys both did cross country so you kind of understand that Um, A cross-country meet is different than any other sport, you know. You have fans cheering for anyone in any jersey, Mm -hmm. which is just not common in a lot of other sports. There's no booing. There's no (laughs) rivalries. Yeah, Um, definitely. Yeah, so I think that that, the nature of the sport really just captivated me. I'm a very competitive person, but in this environment, I just was drawn to being able to cheer 
and it not being kind of weird for different teams and making those connections for people who should be, you know, your nemesis or your mm-hmm. rival, but instead they can be your best friends. And I definitely experienced that um, yeah. in high school and now in college. That's yeah. awesome. So take us back just a little bit. You talked a lot about what you like to do, your running career and all of that, and that's awesome. But how does faith play in? Like, where did you encounter Jesus? Tell us a little bit about your testimony and how that in um, sports interweaves together. Yeah, that it's a huge question and it kind of has a longer story. It's kind of probably pretty similar to a lot of your listeners. Um, I grew up in a Christian home and I have a Lutheran background. We went to church every single Sunday, didn't miss a Sunday. And I lived most of my life thinking I was doing all the right things. Um, I was a good person, so I was probably gonna make it to heaven in the end. And that that perspective kind of flipped um, my senior year, but I'll start back a little bit of just kind of some crucial moments that started to open my eyes to the fact that, hey, maybe I'm not following Jesus. I've invited him to follow me instead. Um, I had a softball teammate who would give me rides home, and I just thought it was very inspiring that she'd listen to Christian music all the time. And I'd never really been exposed to that, and I thought that that was really interesting. So that was kind of the first time I was taken aback by a strong believer and just how she was walking quite differently than the world. Um, And then... I was invited to a Bible study my senior year, which I had never attended a Bible study in my life. I went to a Catholic elementary school that didn't really teach anything from the Bible. We had religion class. We went to church once a week, but it just didn't teach the Bible. So I didn't really know the person of Christ. And I went to this Bible study and just was immediately like a moth drawn to a flame, lit on fire. And I continued to go to that Bible study. I started an FCA at my school just to give kind of another opportunity to others to have that same experience that I had. Um, And then my senior year, I decided to hand my life over to Christ. I just surrendered one day at home. And ever since, it's just kind of been slowly forming even more of a relationship with him and kind of being able to hear the Holy Spirit and different convictions that I've been holding. Um, Just with further study of scripture, you start to know God a little bit more. And I'm a firm believer that you can't trust someone you don't know. So there's a lot of things that over time I've kind of grown my convictions over certain things that as a baby believer I would have never thought twice about doing just because I didn't I didn't know what God's standards were like. And so I started at UNI. I don't know how much we want to get into that. But <laughs> I transferred after one semester to Iowa State. And now I'm just... The second I stepped foot on campus, I'm surrounded by wonderful sisters in Christ who are just on fire. And being able to just talk about what scripture we're reading on runs and, you know, go to church together and have Bible, team Bible study together has really impacted my faith journey. And now um, I just have a lot more accountability in walking with Christ rather than kind of trying to do it in your uh, on your own which is extremely difficult and I've grown a lot from just having great examples of who I can look to of they might look a little bit more like Christ to me I can ask them questions and we can walk together so that's awesome yeah <laughs> so with all that how do you balance being a collegiate athlete especially in a sport that's as demanding as running you have to put in so much time and 
Sounds like you have a pretty intense major and just faith in general. How do you balance all these different things you have going on? Yeah, I think that it helps that everything is very enjoyable. I think that if I disliked a lot of the different things I was doing, it would be a lot more like work. But it's so, I just love everything that I'm doing right now. So it makes balancing it a little bit easier. But I think that um, for me, it's kind of finding, like I said, the balance between kind of having a legalist, like legalism of, you know, having a regiment and then also giving myself grace when I might fall short of something that I've kind of planned to have and then kind of need to go with the flow and change some things up. So for me, I think uh, one thing that I've benefited from a lot has been scheduling things into my life that are going to fill my cup with things related to my relationship with Jesus and um, being able to give back to my Lord and Savior. And so some of the things that I try and keep in my schedule as much as possible before, um, you know, replacing that time with academics or with cross country or things like that. Um, I'm a part of the Iowa State FCA. And so just different events that they have going on, I try and participate in as many as possible and put that in my schedule. So I can't replace that time with things that are not spiritual, spiritually benefiting me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a big advocate of salt. So I try and make it to salt every Thursday night in Ames I volunteer at the church that I'm a part of, which has really been beneficial to get to know my church a little bit more outside of just my age group. It's been great to be able to give back and um, help different community members in different ways. And then I have a team Bible study that we have every week and I try and make sure, you know, all of my homework is done before then. So that's not something that I'm like, oh no, I can't fit Mm -hmm. that into my schedule this week. So like I said, that balance is really difficult because sometimes those things do have to go from your schedule, but I'd prefer not to because those are things that I've really allocated my time specifically so that I have that set apart time mm-hmm. distinct. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you're very intentional about it. And I think um, that is just evident in how you live your life because if something's important to you, you're going to make time to do it and you're going to be intentional about making sure it's on your schedule and the relationship with God is really important to you. And it's cool to see how you do put that first and how you do spend spend time in the word and just making sure that your cup is full. Because honestly, mm-hmm. when we spend time with God, it's amazing how like we get that radiance and that joy from doing that. Yeah, and absolutely. I fall short constantly. It's been such a balance of accepting the grace from God, but also not abusing that grace because... Yes, I need to make that time, but sometimes you just don't. There's other things that are kingdom work that you can be doing that are not sitting down for an hour in the morning and reading your Bible. Maybe it's, you know, spending time with my teammates who are struggling right now and just need somebody to talk to. So I think that um, finding that balance in that scheduling has been really um, beneficial and also just the accountability that I have with my teammates. You know, if I fall short and I feel convicted over something, I share it with them and having people to speak the gospel over you as well is extremely important. Yeah. It's amazing how much that community like builds you up. And I, we always, we've done episodes on it too, like the importance of Christian community. And I feel like Mm -hmm. you don't know how important it is until you're immersed in it. And you're like, this is one of the greatest gifts that God can give us is other believers alongside us to just build us up and um, pull us closer to Christ. Absolutely. And having those examples to look at when you're struggling you know, not as a comparison game, but as a, wow, I 
have fallen short and I want to look more like Christ and I have this great example who might be walking in the same way and maybe I'm going to ask them how are they how are they conducting their lives so that they can continue to grow spiritually yeah that's Mm -hmm. awesome so kind of flipping gears a little bit here you've been talking a lot about Christian community and building off of each other but as a Christian athlete how do you approach competition you talked earlier about how you're a very competitive person and so how do you keep that balance between making sure you're competitive in a godly manner and um you're doing it with Christ in mind so how do you keep that God-centered perspective I don't think I've always done this very well, but I've definitely grown in my college years to understand that our competition is a form of worship and truly believing that deep in my heart. Obviously, winning is great, but win, loss, or other, no matter what, there are ways to glorify God through it. And he just finds joy in seeing us utilize the gifts he's given us. Mm -hmm. And I think that in high school, I definitely did not hold that perspective at all. You know, I'd pray before my races. Let's hope that this goes good. Um, And I think now I just have gained a lot of perspective of, no, no matter what happens out there, there is an opportunity before I step on the line to be a great teammate, be a great competitor. How, How am I able to help others experience the person of Christ right now? How can I be a peaceful presence to my competitors and to my teammates So does that mean that I have to speak words? Does that mean that there's certain actions that I need to conduct myself in a certain way? And I think that that's kind of where my prayers have shifted before racing and on race day to, Lord, how can I be your hands and feet before I get on the line, while I'm on the line, and after the race? And I think that that's really helped me deal with disappointments and deal with great joy because once you have that perspective of God is... God is with you right in this moment and you are acting as his advocate right now for other people to experience um, his loving presence. And so I think that that has really helped um, me face competition in just a different light because you can still be competitive and desire to win and, um, and hold, you know, Christian beliefs. I think that also something that has been really helpful to me is the FCA creed. Um, If you haven't looked it up and you're a competitor, I completely recommend reading through it. I used to bring my FCA Bible with me in high school to track meets and um, it had it on the back and I'd read through it just to kind of meditate on the promises of God and the expectations that that he holds for us in being a competitor. And one of my favorite lines in that is, I am confident beyond reason because my confidence lies in Christ. Mm. And I just found so much peace as I would read through that and I'd get to that line and it's like, There's a difference between arrogance and then confidence in the Lord. And I think that a lot of athletes kind of struggle to find that balance. But having that confidence and that peace is something that has helped me compete at this high level. That's awesome. So it's very evident that you're, even as you're just approaching the line, you're like, I'm in this for the glory of God and not for Mm -hmm. the glory of myself. And it's clear that you live differently. And so in doing that, have you faced persecution from teammates, from coaches, etc., of just like, number one, why are you different? And number two, maybe we don't like this or any persecution in that sense from living so boldly for Christ. I think you guys can agree that um, coming from small towns in Iowa, that's not really something that you ever deal with growing up. It's just kind of 
a passive, acceptable atmosphere, I guess. Um, everyone prayed before our races when we were in high school and cross country. We'd all join hands and we'd pray on the cross country course. Nobody felt excluded. Everyone participated. But when I got to college, that was completely different. And mm -hmm. I wasn't, my heart wasn't prepared for that quite yet. And I think that that's a lesson that God has been teaching me as I've been going is there's a way to be a pushy Christian in this sense and to not be loving and respectful of others that's the last thing that we all want to do is drive people away from christ and so um i've definitely experienced some of this pressure um at iowa state we have a very diverse group of people that we're um, with on the team and on campus and that's something that from a small town in iowa i had never dealt with before and so that was quite difficult this last year when my coaches sat me down and were like this is not why you're here. You're here to run. Mm. And I was not prepared for that. I was I was very choked up. Obviously, you guys can relate. Like, that's exactly our purpose. That's right. exactly why I'm here. I was so <laughs> confused of why this was an issue because, you know, it's never been an issue before. And I think that that persecution only drew drove me further in my faith and mm -hmm. just kind of the confirmation that I was looking different and that I needed to continue to look different in yeah. order for people to realize the person of Christ rather than, you know, she's just blending them with the crowd. Mm -hmm. And so kind of finding that balance has been really difficult, but I've had some great teammates to kind of walk through this together. Um, but yeah, there has been a lot of pressure given, which is kind of crazy to think about in, in Iowa um, state school. I I had a teammate get sat down and said, like told that she was coercing people to go to Bible study and pushing her religion on others when she's an angel. <laughs> she would never do such a thing. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, just kind of finding that balance between not looking like the world but also respecting others has been very difficult and I have not found it yet and I'm still trying to um, pray over that um, that confident way of walking in order to you know not drive people away from christ but yeah i have not i haven't <laughs> figured that one out quite yet yeah. <laughs> and i love yeah. how you were saying like it drove me closer to christ rather yes. than away because i think you know there's two ways that you can react in that situation where you know someone's telling me like you're clearly looking different and you shouldn't look different and taking that rather as a gift from god of like god thank you that i'm looking different like mm -hmm. thank you for that reassurance and Instead, like, I'm going to draw closer to you instead right. of being pushed away. Well, God, we see all throughout history, like, God uses persecution. And obviously, like, the persecution we face and what you have dealt with looks a lot different than it is in a lot of other areas of the world, and we're super thankful for that. But even in the book of Acts, like, when Jewish leaders and other officials were, like, persecuting Christians, they were pushing them down, they did not want this spreading that's when the church flourished that's mm -hmm. when it took off and became what it is today you know so really like god uses these situations to grow his kingdom and use it in other people's lives yeah and that's exactly a great explanation for it as using biblical examples of anywhere can be the mission field. Um, look at Stephen. He worked in the kitchen and suddenly people continued to come to Christ as they um, just were in his presence. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's where 
I've really found that no, that's that this is my purpose. This is why I'm on the Iowa State cross country and track and field team. It's to recruit people to heaven, to try and get as many people to understand that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven and he is the best thing that you could possibly put your faith in. And I got to actually witness two of my teammates give their life to Christ this spring and just watch the life change that getting to know Jesus has done in their lives. They've just been lit on fire to just read scripture and become closer to the person of Christ. And, you know, they're trying to also join in that kingdom effort of getting other teammates. So it's been really awesome to be able to see, like you said, the church flourishes Mm -hmm. under that persecution. I think another event that really sticks out to me um, as kind of an example of that persecution that we experienced, my coach actually handed out crystals at practice one day. Whoa. Addie and I have done an episode on that. I actually referenced that episode when I was kind of trying to figure out if um, if rejecting that would be loving or unloving. You know, mm. that was kind of difficult. I was the only one who seemed to have an issue with it of my Christian team, of anyone on my team. Well, it's so normalized nowadays. Yeah, and I immediately received them and I was like, this is witchcraft. This is not okay. I set them aside and I knew that I had to return them. And that was difficult because everyone else accepted them. What am I, why am I different? Why are other Christians walking just fine with their crystals back to the locker room? But something's wrong in my heart. And so Mm -hmm. I did return them and I talked to my coach and was like, I'm so sorry. I know that this, like you weren't intending this to be a negative situation, but I can't accept these because of my faith. And she didn't really understand it, but I think that that was another opportunity for me to look different. And Mm -hmm. I did experience a little bit of persecution. You know, my coach wasn't super happy with me that I was returning what she saw as a great gift. And then a line of scripture that kind of has helped me in these situations is 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. So this is the ESV version. But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one, a fragrance from death to death. And to the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? And then there's a portion of the message version. As I was looking up this version, I kind of looked through a couple different ones. And I was really drawn to this. Um, uh, Verses 14 through 16. In the Messiah, in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Through us, he brings knowledge of Christ. Everywhere we go, people breathe in the exquisite fragrance. Because of Christ, we give off a sweet scent rising to God, which is recognized by those of the way of salvation, an aroma redolent with life. But those on the way to destruction treat us more like the stench of a rotting corpse. This is a terrific responsibility. Is anyone competent to take it on? No, but at least we don't take God's word watered down and then take it to the streets to sell it for cheap. And I think that I read that and was like, wow. Because when I read this, as this persecution was kind of going on, it was like, we have the aroma. That's why people are, no matter what I say or what I do, people are just uncomfortable with the person of Christ, the, the scent coming off of us. And so I think that that perspective was really um, a comforting one that 
we are smelling like our savior. That's exactly what we're trying to grow and to be able to do. And so I definitely found comfort that, you know what, like Jesus experienced persecution too, no matter what he said, no matter what he did, people just didn't like him. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that gave me a lot of confidence to continue walking in that way. Yeah. Wow. So throughout all of these just difficult situations you've had to deal with being in such a secular environment have you had moments where you've been able to share your faith with others and just how that has worked for you I guess I've found that there has been so many opportunities to share my faith and just to live in every moment as an opportunity to share your faith um I think I'm blessed with a lot of teammates who do share that same faith with me, even Mm -hmm. though we've kind of discussed a lot who don't. I think that I've been blessed that pretty much every practice that I have is a form of worship where we're all talking about the Bible reading that we're doing and what we read today and how that was really interesting or just different God sightings that we've had throughout our days or talking about ways that we could be praying or ways that we're struggling and even confessing sin. Um, It's just so amazing to have that community. That's incredible. Yeah, you wouldn't normally think that this would be um, an environment that you would find things like that, but Mm -hmm. I have such amazing and I'm blessed with great teammates that uh, that's something that we get to experience every single day. And the environment that I'm just Mm -hmm. saturated in is just one full of light. And that's why I was drawn to Iowa State because – these girls are truly, truly on fire for Christ. Mm-hmm. So I think that that um, every single day has been an opportunity. And that's kind of one of the ways that one of my teammates did come to know Christ. She would listen to the girls who were kind of talking about that. And it really provoked thought and reflection in her own life. And she dove into the Bible, the Bible head first and found a passion for the person of Christ, which is truly where everything must start. Um, I also find it super awesome to be able to talk to different competitors in the Big 12 or whatever race I'm at um, after races, before races, and just be able to, you don't have to use your words and be super direct, but so long as you are making an effort to look like Christ in that moment and be his hands and feet. So whatever that looks like, does that mean I need to go and get water for some other girls instead of getting one for myself? Absolutely. Let's go ahead and do that. And making sure that it's not workspace salvation. I know that this isn't something that I have to do. It's Mm -hmm. something I want to do. So just different opportunities like that often present themselves. Do I always take them? No, I'm not perfect. And I'm definitely trying to grow in those um, opportunities, but those are just some of the ways that I've been able to um, share my faith with others through this Mm -hmm. amazing blessing that is the way that I have work in college. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's awesome though, and I think it gives a lot of hope, not only for people who are like in college athletics or something, but just knowing that even in secular environments, like there are other Christians and like God will bring you other people to help you because it can be super difficult. As you've shared, like there's been a lot of really challenging things, but Mm -hmm. that's such a blessing to have Christian teammates. Absolutely. And a, a way that my church phrases it that has really kind of helped me look at it as an opportunity for kingdom work has been, they have kind of shared the example of a tree. 
say there's a tree limb that's laying on the ground. Well, that tree limb isn't connected to life. It's close to the tree, but it's not connected to it. So therefore it will die. And so um, the phrase that they always share is people can be close to you, but far from Jesus. And so I kind of think about that or I meditate on just different scripture and just remember there are a lot of people around me who don't have passion for the person of Christ and inevitably that will end in their own destruction. So it, it just kind of puts a little bit more weight on all of your words and all of your actions because this is their eternity that we're talking about. This is much more important than anything you could possibly think about. Like it'd be unloving not to be, use your life as just a vessel of sharing the gospel with others. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that I've really grown in passion for. And also I have amazing teammates who are walking shoulder to shoulder with me as we all pursue doing this better and Mm -hmm. looking a little bit more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. I think that really just hones into the idea of like, as Christians, we can live in this world, but we don't have to look exactly like it. Yeah. Just that reminder of we can't just hide ourselves away and just hang out with our Christian community. Like that's awesome and great, but also we have to go into these secular environments and share the good news with other people. Because like you said, like if we really view eternity in mind, like we just keep that in the forefront of our mind, we want to see change. We want to present the gospel to them. We want them to have the hope that we have, like that's why we're living this way. And so mm-hmm. like we need to hang out with those people too. Like mm-hmm. Jesus hung out with sinners as well. You have Absolutely. both. So that's awesome. And I just love um, how you are doing it. And Kiki, we've loved talking with you today. I think just pray that the people who are listening, whether they're in athletics or not, it would just be an encouragement, whether you're, you know, being persecuted in your faith or whatever's going on that like you can look to Jesus and like God's got this and there's a plan for your life. But as we just wrap up today, is there any like last words, last parting things you want to say to our listeners about um, living your life for Christ? I think that I've taken a long journey to get to the point where I'm at in my faith as well as in this way that I'm looking at what I'm doing, my kingdom work and my running career. And I think that one prayer that really helps me to be able to kind of have that uh, passion for the lost, I just remember like constantly praying for the Lord to open my eyes to feel the hurt that he feels for these people Mm. who are lost. And he answered that. And it has kind of been terrible, you know, it's not really prayer to pray. Yeah. And to experience that answered prayer really put more weight on the reality of the situation. Like I said, of having teammates and roommates who might not know Jesus the way that I do. Mm -hmm. And it, often left me heartbroken, but also with so much joy and so much hope for these people because no one is too far gone for Jesus to come and change their life. Amen. So I think my advice for anyone who might be looking at their mission field as, you know, not exactly what they'd hope for or, you know, too different and not, not the right opportunity to be able to share your faith Anywhere can be a place to share the gospel in mm-hmm. any opportunity. If you need to pray for help from the Holy Spirit, God will grant you any good gift that is going to help the establishment of his kingdom here. So I think that that has been something that has helped me along the way. I think that a misconception is that going to church is everything. And I think that in my faith journey, reading my Bible and getting to know the person of Jesus has really helped me and believing that that is God's word. It is inspired. Every single word is 
um, beneficial for teaching and for rebuking and for correction. And so I think that as a younger um, listener, I would love to just encourage you to dive in, dive into the Bible and get to know Jesus for yourself. You don't need anyone to explain him and just let him speak for himself. Mm. And then also just finding that community, which can be a really difficult thing unless you have, you know, a thriving environment that's around you. Um, But I think that that's where my faith has really grown the most is having that accountability and having those examples around me and being able to learn from people who have stepped a little bit further down the road with Jesus. Like I've learned so much from you two and just listening to this podcast and getting to know um, your guys' faith stories as well. So I think that finding people is the most important part, um, but also letting Jesus speak for himself in getting to know the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, when you're talking about it, the verse that came to my mind was the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Like there are tons and tons of people out there who need Jesus, no matter what environment you're in. There's people out there, but it's up to us to answer that call and to be obedient to the Lord and be a light and a servant in whatever place he has us. And it's incredible to see how you have been obedient to that and just how God has worked in your life. It's pretty apparent to everyone around um, how the Lord has been working. So we're super thankful that you have shared with us today, Kiki, and we trust that this will be a very um, fruitful podcast for a lot of people listening. Yeah, and I, I one thing I'd love to add is just that while I did talk about a lot of persecutions, I've experienced so much joy in mm-hmm. following Christ. Uh, a lot of times, you know, God hasn't called us to be comfortable. He's called us to be useful. But in that joining in in the kingdom work there is so much joy to experience like you said being a part of something bigger than yourself and being a part of the harvest is something incredible and i think that through the suffering i have found so much more joy there's more capacity for joy as you join in the persecution and understanding like what jesus went through and what Mm -hmm. other followers who you might have never met the people who got the the Bible to you. Imagine, Mm -hmm. we're across the world. How did the Bible get here? Well, persecuted Christians got it here. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's been so much joy in being able to participate in that kingdom work and see the fruitful um, gifts that God has given of two of my teammates handing their lives over and things like that. So as it kind of seems like a negative um, light on the experience that I've had, it's not been negative at all. I've had so much more joy and it outweighs all of the negative things that I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. Anyone who knows you personally can see your joy in Christ for (laughs) sure. So yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Kiki. And um, we're so thankful for this episode and our conversation we could have today. And we will talk to all of you in a future episode. Yeah. Oh, hey, you're still here. While you're still here, just one more thing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching Not Me But You Productions. And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Thanks again for listening.